Good morning. This is Alex Tran from Or My Shoulder. And with me today is a smaller crew because it's the Thanksgiving weekend. But we do have Don Carroll and Barry Orms. Today we're going to talk about something very exciting. We have an upcoming journal for the new year. It's called Live Gooder. The Over My Shoulder Journal of Instructions for a Good Life. And in it are cute little instructions for how to live a gooder life. And on this call, we'll be talking about some of our favorites from this new journal. Have a listen. Hope you enjoy. And if you do enjoy what you hear, please consider supporting us by. Uh, purchasing this journal, which will be available on Amazon very soon here for the holiday season. And uh, the proceeds, as you know, will go towards helping people finding and uh, connecting with their mentors so that they can live gooder lives. All right, here we go. Barry, we're talking about instructions. We're talking about mentoring. We have this new journal out here that gives people instructions on how to live a gooder life. You want to pick from one of this, these instructions and give us a little insight? Well, okay. Uh, the one about uh, who do you need to forgive uh, today? Was that the one? Was that what? Was that oh, you're jumping, the, you're, uh, you're jumping right into your favorite then, huh? Yeah, that's my favorite. That's my favorite from the list because I have uh, a lot of history with that one, uh, with uh, my daughter. Uh, and when she was about, oh, eight years old and going to school, and uh, I found that she was going through quite a, quite a few issues uh, with the kids, so-called friends, and, and the uh, teachers. She was going to Catholic school, which was quite strict uh, in terms of the instruction concept. Oh, wow. And um, so every day she would come home and she would have a different, almost sometimes she'd have a different issue. And she was quite quiet and she wouldn't even say. So I just developed this uh, this thing for every night after, you know, I'd giving her dinner and uh, done homework and all that stuff. And when she would be going to bed, I would just ask her, you know, if there was anyone that she needed to forgive. And um, that day, so it was every day we would have this. And at first she, you know, obviously she was only about eight. She didn't really quite understand how to go about this thing. But of course, forgiveness was being also taught in school, but not necessarily in, in, in Catholic school, but not theoretically, not necessarily practiced the same way. So um, every day we would have this conversation and I I found that it was, I was able to lead her into talking about the thing. This is my lead in to talk about the things that had happened and finding out that we all have even probably even at our early ages, you know, more so confusion about what is being uh, done or told or said to us, especially with young kids, there there is a there's there's not that whole idea of processing, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Well, 
you know, this is a friend. They didn't mean this. Or the, the. They were jealous of me because my hair was better. And so we would go through this every night. And I found that she needed to to just talk about it. And the fact this whole idea of forgiveness came up and uh, I knew she was having these problems, but I tried to explain to her that this is this is how we advance in our, our life is to be able to, to forgive people who do things that we don't like or that we don't understand. And actually, she uh, she she got it, and we have talked about it now so long. It's she, she's of course she's more than a grown woman now, and now she asked me the question. So <laughs> so so it's quite it's quite a uh, quite an experience to be able to uh, to in, you know embrace these concepts uh, in an experiential way and. Uh, it's really worked worked out to be a beautiful thing for us. So, what was it that you 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 said? What were the exact instructions before you sleep? Oh, uh, ask this question or answer this question. Who do you need to forgive today? Ah, uh, you know, it's it's profound, but it's I think it's easy enough for an eight year old to understand. Well, I think so if they're in the right uh, circumstances, like for, for where there's no threat to repercussions from saying the wrong thing. And if you're coming at it uh, from an empathetic, as a parent, especially from an empathetic point of view, like I really, I want to help. I'm not here to judge. I want to help. And uh, that was the the approach to it is, is let's talk about what happened and try to find a way to uh, get around the 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 obvious pain of feeling of what someone has done to us and we are able to to be able to to see a little bit inside of their motivation or what they what may have created what they did or said or or to you that was that was the beginning of it for us and then if you understand even 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 all today if we can look at some of the people that we think are horrendous, uh, and we look at what made them that way, or what conditioning they have, and that's the the key word is conditioning, mm-hmm. because everybody is conditioned their their thoughts are conditioned by their by their history, their upbringing that we don't necessarily know about, and so when a child is at school, we don't know what is being said or done. And the same thing, uh, we don't, I think parents are, get so much into being the conditioner that they don't understand that, especially with all people, young people, especially that conditioning is coming from outside so much, especially from school. So if you don't uh, engage them in a certain way, uh, it creates further problems. <laughs> that you know they get conditioning on top of conditioning <laughs> right right you know let me ask you when you asked her before you sleep you know ask yourself when you see your forgiveness today has she ever said you daddy i need to forgive you today <laughs> uh, now she does that <laughs> now <laughs> that's her <laughs> that's her lead in to uh to uh, you know she doesn't she doesn't uh, quite go there but i imagine that uh that is that is in there somewhere you know because uh, parent 
parenting is always a bunch of uh, instructions, you know, usually to kids, especially about how they should, how they should live. Then they watch you and they, and they wonder why you aren't living up to uh, these things. And what do you, especially in, in terms of, uh, divorces when there are uh, divorces and things like that the kids you know they have to continuously uh, forgive us for all the different things like for splitting up the they don't why how do they understand why mom mom and the dad are not together or the fighting or or whatever the the, uh, the dad is looking at you know pictures of Holly Berry when he has a wife. But anyway. <laughs> that's, uh, why, that's why you that, never had a wife, because you, <laughs> you, you wanted to avoid that extra step. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. It's, it's so complicated. Our human lives are so complicated with, <laughs> with uh, temptation and uh, all ideas about how we shit morals. And uh, it's just as time has gone on, it's just so intense about what we should believe, what we should tolerate, what we should allow to happen. And I found that this whole idea of obviously forgiveness, you know, is a is a big thing. And forgiveness as a means of, of like you said, kind of with your question, dealing with your own stuff is like, well, not only who do I need to forgive, but who do I need to seek forgiveness from? And uh, it's been an ongoing, uh, ongoing thing with me uh, most of my life because, you know, we have siblings, we have parents, we have jobs, we have all these different things that we're constantly going through these, uh, well, in many cases, traumatic experiences with. And uh, I think on a, a personal and global scale if we don't find not that we should forgive and and just turn turn the other cheek to to idiots of the world but i'm saying this understanding that everybody's conditioned to be who they are yeah that's that's one of my favorite instructions for sure forgiveness and speaking of forgiveness it's very easy to to forget (laughs) you know that instruction but i think it's important well yeah well, you know, that whole idea of forgiving and forgetting, some people say you can forgive, but, but you never forget. And, I, and I, as I went along in life, I realized that if you forgive but not forget, I mean, you haven't really, I mean, you haven't really done very much if you're still harboring some remorse of what, what you feel was done to you. Have you really, uh, have you really forgiven are, are not, which is something that can be an ongoing theme in one's life that can take time to do even. So I've always kind of worked with that, especially with Don. Because <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Don, what's, what's your instruction? My instruction was really inspired by somebody that Barry and I used to know and work with last week. So when Barry and I first met, we were part of Dick Scott Entertainment. And one of the acts that we worked with were 
are the new kids on the block. Remember that, Barry? <laughs> new kids on the block. Oh, now now yeah. they're, they're the older kids on the block. Is that right? They, they, they no, are. The they're the new old. <laughs> New old, the new old kids on the block. All new kids on the block. It's so funny how you know it's like your your life comes full circle and then it joins again. You know, I left Boston and new kids were really well known and famous. And then when I went to go to work for Barry, they were super uber duber famous and and right. company. And then they're now they're back more than ever. But um, I was really inspired um, by the item of over tipping somebody and surprising people. So it's sort of, it's just like a fun story because it's November. Um, it happened in Plymouth and it's Thanksgiving and Donnie Wahlberg was in town and he bought something for $35 and left a $2,020 tip. What? 2020? Not 2000, but 2020. Wow. Here we all are hating 2020 <laughs> and he comes up with the tip. Wow. What a guy. And he, wow. and he did it right before Thanksgiving. And he, uh, on the bottom of his receipt, he wrote hashtag 2020 tip challenge. And wow. my favorite stories. It's just like, you know, we're, um, Barry, we're going to, you know, just full circle. Jordan Knight, Joey McIntyre. Here we come, every new kid on the block. <laughs> Oh man, that's a great story. Wow. I just thought that was great. That you know, you, you hear when people do that, but you know, I think that the fun part of it is when you can truly surprise somebody, um, you know, and, and catch them off guard. I mean, probably, I don't know this to be true, but he has probably left the paper on his table like we all do and walked out the door. And then somebody just happened to say, oh, my God, why is it this $2,055? And um, then he had his little thing there where it said, you know, the chip challenge. So, you know, that I like that story. I think it's fun. I think it surprises people. I think that, um, you know, especially where our, our restaurants and, and small businesses are struggling so much right now, um, that inspired me to do something not as grand, but something a little similar last week. Yeah. Did you do a 2020 tip? It wasn't 2020, but I did it hashtag 2020. Sure. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so do you think, do you think, Dawn, that this, that the times we're in are going to inspire more, I, I might I'm inspire more of that, you know, uh, do you think that it, it, with how bad things are, do you think it's, it's going to trickle, trickle down to, to the general public that don't necessarily have, you know, the, 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 the 2000 to do, but will, do you think it, do you think that we've come to a point based on things that have happened that, uh, that, that's going to get in into the, the our fabric of ourselves of that we should we should uh, do something nice for somebody as a surprise I think so I think it's contagious you know I mean it instantly inspired me not that I've got thousands of dollars that I can hand away but you know it's just in a year where we've all felt so um, upset down frustrated and uncertain you know and you just feel lousy it's hard to feel good this year about anything um, something as simple as that can make you smile and and you know really impact another person's life you know and so I was really inspired by that and I think that when we do things more like that um, we do feel better about ourselves and we make everything you know things better for other people it's a it's a great um 
uh, remedy for when you're in a depressed state of mind to make somebody, you know, feel good and, and surprise them. You know, um, I, I love those kind of surprises, especially when you're struggling. And of course, you don't expect it. That's why it's, it's so special. Um, yeah. well, when I was younger, I was a server as well. And one of the, the, uh, the people that I served said, you know, yeah, I, I like the way what you did today for me, whatever, whatever. And I tell you what, why don't you write down your own tip? I said, what? Excuse me, what did you say? Why don't you write down your own tip? And you know what? I think that's that's the worst. That is the worst, you know? Because on the one hand, you're happy that you're getting acknowledgement that you did a good job for somebody. You served them well. But on the other hand, it kind of puts you on the spot, right? Because, <laughs> you know, you 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 want to... You want to take advantage of that, but you don't want to take advantage of that, right? So, you know, let's say the meal was, let's say the meal was, you know, $30. You know, do, do you put $7, which is more than 20% or, or, or do you put $6, is it 20%? Do you, you know, it was, it was a pickle. Wow. Right? Yeah. Well, what did, what, what did you do? Well, you know, I did the math in my head. I thought, okay, 10% tip would be bad, like typically in the U.S., right? Meaning they're not happy with you. 15% tip is, um, you know, average. 20% tip would be above average. And maybe 25%, I'm going by 5% increments here, would be, uh, you know, exceptional. So I thought, ah. Oh. I, I, I know if, he, if he's saying this to me, I should get 20%. But if he's taking the time to say, you name your tip, I should do 25%? I don't know. But, you know, I just felt so bad. I, so I just put 20%. <laughs> right. Right. I kind of wish that he'd just give me $100 already or $50 or whatever, right? <laughs> to be done with. <laughs> I felt on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> That is a heck of a, a decision to make. Yeah. You know, yeah. actually, actually, that, that's an interesting decision to make. And, and uh, you know, kind of in terms of how you see yourself, you know, accepting, you know, being able to, to say, well, he said, go for it. And some people would just automatically go for 25%. <laughs> right. You know, thinking, <laughs> yeah. Thinking, well, this obviously is a rich person. So <laughs> uh, if they're saying this, I should just go for it. Yeah. And uh, we make we make these decisions so much. Or, or if you're like you know, like like, like you, Alex, who was probably a rich guy who was oh, a, a uh -huh. waiter, uh, a rich guy waiter. Uh -huh. that, that's congruent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so you know, so it's kind of like, well, I'll just take ten percent because I don't need the money anyway. <laughs> Uh, or I'll take I'll take the twenty, but I'll give it to I'll give it to somebody else. So that whole that whole decision making thing is uh, I guess different depending on what state what your own condition is and how you feel about yourself. You know, it's kind of like it's very interesting. I think that's a very interesting uh, example uh, that 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 you talk about there because you know some people don't have a lot of money but they feel rich mm -hmm. and some people yeah. have a lot of money but they feel poor and it's 
it's a mentality of, of how we see ourselves, you know, and I, I just, um, I think that's a great, a great story. That, that makes sense to, that makes sense Barry, because it's like it, the way you see yourself, right? Do you, are you a taker? Are you a giver? You know, do you see yourself as um, entitled or not? <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's, yeah. that's another way yeah. to look at it. Yeah. You know, it, it, yeah. it, go ahead. I was just saying it, it, it just morphs into our entire way we see other people and see the world, especially at a very chaotic time. We talk about giving and taking and it's um, it's quite an interesting concept when we look at what we should be doing with the world uh, as it exists today. Yeah. You know, it happened to me again when I was young with another situation that was similar. <clears throat> I was a um, yard maintenance. I was, I was doing yard maintenance for, for income. And um, the person that I did yard maintenance for owns a lot of properties. Okay, like a lot, like the whole town kind of thing. <laughs> and you wouldn't think it because he was just a librarian at my high school. All right. But he just did the right things instead of, you know, buying a lot of video games and spending his money on stuff they don't appreciate. He just saves everything and buys real estate. So I was doing yard work for him. And at the end of the week, or actually it was a couple of weeks, um, he comes up and says, you know, I haven't paid you, Alex. I wanted to pay you for work. And then, uh, but before I do that, why don't you name your price? <laughs> you know, I said, what? I did the work already. I thought we talked about it. No, no, no. I want you to name it. And I thought, oh my God, here we go again. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Let's see. Minimum wage back then was you know, like three dollars, and you know, if I did a good job, it should be three fifty. You know, I was that was going to my head, okay. But I'm just so reluctant, right? Um, and he says, "No, you, whatever, three dollars, fifteen dollars, fifty dollars an hour, whatever." And I thought, "Oh my God!" You know, when people start throwing numbers like that out there, when you're a teenager and minimum wage is three dollars, and you're hearing fifteen dollars and fifty dollars an hour, you're thinking, "Oh my goodness, <laughs> oh my goodness!" If I say fifteen dollars, is I being too greedy? Was my work really worth fifteen dollars? And you know. Gosh, all the things I can get if I ask them for fifty dollars an hour. You know, <laughs> so that was going to my head, right? <laughs> so in the end, in the end, I don't know what compelled me. I said, you know what? I want to learn how to get how to acquire all of the real estate <laughs> you you got by being just a librarian. <laughs> That's what I said. Wow. So he says, you know what, if, oh, if, you, if you stick with me, I, I'll mentor you. And again, I'm, I'm bringing this around because this is a mentoring channel here. And and sure enough, you know, he said, like like Mr. Miyagi, he said, so, so what, what should I do? He says, well, you got to polish left, polish right, <laughs> you know, just like Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> <laughs> I said, what the heck? Right. I thought you were give me all these special oh, formula or whatever. Nope. Nope. Just like Mr. Miyagi in Karate Kid. <laughs> oh, my God. And, and now, look at you. You're a, you're a complete mogul. <laughs> no. My goodness. I, I, I still wear belts from Jay-Z Penny, just like Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> oh, 
Oh boy. No, that's great. That's a great that's a great story. My goodness. Well, the value of yourself, it's always about this is the thing. You know, that's such a, a a subjective thing, you know. And I guess when you talk about mentoring, it's kinda like this whole thing of how do you helping someone come to a a workable for lack of a better word, a workable value of themselves in terms of the decisions that they make. Yeah. You know, like, should I, should I take this large amount of money or should I claim this or claim that? And and our, our society is really not necessarily built around thinking of others. It's kind of like, it's it's, our society is built around the dream, American dream, so to speak, of getting as, how to get as much success Mm -hmm. for yourself as possible. And that's, that's a, a valuation concept as opposed to. You're right. Thinking of, well, how can I help someone else gain a great valuation of themselves for themselves. You know, uh, it's, it puts you in that dilemma. Like when somebody says, well, well, you choose, well, you choose, you know, we're not really skilled at that. We don't, right. uh, we, we're not, we're not taught uh, the, to develop a, a valuation system uh, of thinking about, the other person and also helping other people come to these uh, whatever images or whatever you want to call them of themselves for themselves. So therefore we get caught in that dilemma. What should I do? Cause I don't really know. I don't really have a view of myself that helps me make these kinds of decisions on the spot. Like, I yeah. should think about this other person, you know, or I should think about, well, I'll take, I'll take this and I'll give part of it to, to something, someone else that needs, or what's your concept of yourself always will, you know, if we could help other people, just like we talk about designing the next generation, which, it, you know, when we think about it, this generation is, uh, well, for lack of a better word, uh, groomed around uh, a, a developing an image of yourself that's come from, from well, a lot of social media and a lot of yeah. needs that we have for that. And I think that's when you talk about how it's kind of like, I think that's what we're trying to do is, is help people develop this valuation of themselves that is involved in helping others or help, you know, contributing and contributing. When you get something, what can you contribute as a result of, of that? That's from a mentor point of view. It has always been, well, I've got this. Now let me show you how you can get this too. And, uh, that is obviously not our concept, and we're trying to provide examples, experience, experiences for people 
or maybe that if we believe that there's a, for lack of a better word, a philanthropic or an empathetic or a a contributing side to them, maybe our mentoring efforts can energize energize something natural that we may, that we may feel is within us in ourselves that we we kind of are trying to do through over my shoulder because of experiences that we've had. You know, Dawn talks about her experience, her experiences with Patty. I remember my experiences with uh, my my uh, uh, high school coach in basketball, who didn't give me a whole lot of a whole lot of uh, uh, instruction about mm-hmm. being a great basketball player. He just said, "If you just work work hard at whatever you want to be, you'll be fine. I see something in you, and that's yeah. all I needed to hear." Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's all I needed to hear. I see something in you. Go for being the best you can be of whatever you. It wasn't like he said, "I see a great basketball player in you." <clears throat> he said, "I just, I see who you are, and I, I want to encourage you to, um, you know, just go for it. Go for being the best person you can be." So that I remembered it throughout my whole life. Oh yeah, well that's that's why I like life instruction. Believe in yourself, even if nobody else seems to. Now, in your case, your coach believed in you, and one of the uh, the the quotes that that really I take to heart is, "A good mentor shows you where to look, but they don't tell you what to see." So. You're right. I mean, we all have our our vision of you know where we want to be, or we have an inkling of that vision, anyways. And I think with the right people who believe in us, a good mentor, they say, you know what, look over there because there's the sunshine over there, and I know you will see it eventually. So um, I think that's what I learned. I think that's what I learned is that. I think if if people say, you know what, you're only worth this much. I think at a young age, you're you're pretty gonna glom onto that and say, yeah, you're right. I'm only worth this much. But when you get a mentor that says, you know what, you're worth whatever you think you're worth. I think that was a lesson that I picked up. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I did too, and I I think that was that. You know, it's funny you mentioned this because in terms of Don and Patty, Austin, and myself, we were all kind of in and we were all in a kind of a, a developmental stage of some kind. You know, it's funny how you, how when you see your life more as an ongoing developmental thing, you get older and you, you, you see, you, you kind of look at it and say, oh, this has been a developing uh, journey uh, all these years. And therefore, you are able to, I think if you've been able to see it that way, which I think uh, the people of over my shoulder are, are I don't want to say we're unique, but I think it's kind of a, a beautiful thing that we've all had experiences that have been 
developmental in a way and have given us a kind of a philosophical approach to to mentoring. You know, Dawn was really uh, young uh, uh, on her way up in uh, the movie business and all these other things. It's, but the talent, I think, I wouldn't just say talent. I would just say there's a certain something that we all have that everyone has that gets, doesn't get um, energized a lot of times, which is like kind of what you were saying, Alex, that people, people uh, put value onto you as opposed to encouraging you to create your own level and then, you know, nurture a nurturing uh, situation. And that's, uh, that's how I've always seen in, in working with, with Patty. Austin was more that I was to, I saw the talent. I saw how brilliant she was. But in looking at my own life, I, I was able to look at her and say, well, how do I nurture this to bring more of who she is out that she may not be uh, bringing to the table rather than trying to uh, create recreate her in my own image? And that seems to be what happens a lot with... Uh, Mentoring, and I can see how how Dawn works with the different young people, many of whom are that she that she deals with. It's kind of like let me just be a just kind of a little beacon of light to let you know that you can uh, be uh, whatever uh, idea of yourself that you have, not necessarily in terms of, oh, you're going to be the biggest artist or, or, or whatever in the world, but you're, we all have some unique uh, uh, contribution, or for lack of a better word, something to, to give. And I think that's the beautiful thing of mentoring. Yeah. So Don, that's your segue to give us another instruction on how to live gooder. Ah, how to live gooder. Well, I mean, I've been um, every morning getting up very early to try to read a chapter a day in a book. And I'm because I'm like, I have all these books and I never get to read them. And I always have an excuse not to read them. Now, no morning. And this week I've been uh, reading The Hidden Life of Trees. Mm. So I really like the rule of planting a tree. Or, or plant anything, plant something every day, because it's just um, such a fascinating study. When you read these, this book, it's what they feel and how they communicate. And you realize there's a whole social network um, going on in, in these forests and these fields. So I like the rule of planting a tree as well. I like that. That's the, uh, instead of a Facebook, it's a tree book. Treebook.com. <laughs> 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 you book, then you go out there and you're talking to your tree and you hope nobody's videotaping you and making fun of you. Oh my god. <laughs> that title fascinates me. It's called The Hidden Life of Trees. 
Yeah, and I, it's new to me as well, but evidently it was a New York Times bestseller, and it's fascinating. I, I mean, it's just really interesting, um, you know, how how they actually are taking care of each other, and if, if a tree is is ill, they all share their nutrients, and if um, something's coming that might, you know, jeopardize the, their stability, they let off secret gases and do certain things to protect wow. themselves make them undesirable. Wow. Uh, yes, it's a really cool book. Highly recommend it. No kidding. You know, I, I always felt that way about plants. I always felt that there's more to a plant than just, you know, a plant. <laughs> there's got to be some um, consciousness there. Maybe not in a way that we understand consciousness, but it's a living thing after all. Well, it is. There's a little forest, not the not in Walden Pond, but another little forest near my house, you know, and I've been going there as a, uh, you know, since I was a little kid and it's the same trees and you're like, hmm, could they remember me? But, you know, it's just fun because you get such an energy from them. And, um, you know, again, it's another thing that can make you feel good. And, you know, in a time where it's we're all struggling to find these things to, to put smiles on our face and make us feel like we're doing a difference. Um, you know, trees are the lungs of the earth. Uh, you know, they help pretty much everything. So um, that's what I like. That's one of my favorite rules. Yeah. Um, fortunately for us, we're we're starting to realize again that we do need trees. <laughs> we, we do need <laughs> we need need more than just concrete, and we need need more than just mines. Um, but well, yeah. uh, uh, the 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 um, the thing about trees is this though they they you know you, you, they they give you all this good stuff, right? They they take our carbon dioxide and give us oxygen they, they cool the planet and all that you know to give us all this good stuff then we do all these bad things to them and they never complain right <laughs> you know? they, they never complain mm-hmm. <laughs> well, at least we, don't, at least we certainly don't hear it <laughs> maybe we don't want to hear it <laughs> maybe they are complaining well, but we're, we're deaf to it no, I just think that you know it's funny the the whole tree thing is is obviously you know there's such such symbolism depending on how you see nature and the environment and all of that that uh, that can connect to us and even uh, you know I mean we look at trees and then of course that can connect. Well, it depends on how you see things, you know, the, the tree, the whole tree of life concept where the tree and the branches and the, how, how the tree, how the tree uh, is the source. Mm-hmm. The tree is the, the tree is the source of, of life yes. for all those branches and leaves. And, and we, you know, whether we're religious or not, there is a, there's a concept that we can find from just Don's example. I, I've I've always dealt with this whole concept of, well, I mean, I learned it ongoing. You know, where where Don is talking about the tree is kind of really a alive thing, and you know, that is really connective for me. From the lack of all of all things, and you know, from a mentoring point of view. In other words, the the 
the tree is the source. It's 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 mentoring all the leaves and the branches, and then, but they as long as they stay connected, yep. they're okay. They're connected. But then you then you know uh, consciously, for lack of a better word, again, you know, in our world we have if we branches that get off to themselves, and then they you know they don't they don't live unless they stay connected here we are now in a global world of of uh of people that need desperately to see each other as sources of 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 their own lives you know without getting too philosophical about it but it's kind of like that the tree the tree example is we need more than ever we we need to to help mentor uh, contribute to each other uh, as the tree does, and if we could appreciate it the way the way Don is speaking, I mean, what wow, what would that create? I mean, if we could if we could actually have that concept more than we more than we do. Be, be great. It was really interesting because the scientists noticed that giraffes were doing something unusual, and they start, they would, yeah. And this is like in the, the second chapter, by the way. So you, I mean, the book hooks you immediately. Okay. So these giraffes were nibbling on trees, and then they noticed the giraffes would move on as soon as they were, you know, starting to get their feast going. Then something would happen, and they'd move on. And so what they discovered was that the, the um, these trees would pump like this toxic scent or tops, toxic substance into their leaves because they were oh, on this- Oh, defense and mechanism. Exactly. So just think if we could mentor that uh, for negativity, if negative things <laughs> would emit something. <laughs> I know, right? And then, and then that, that kind of connects to another topic in the- you know, spend as what was it? Spend as little time with negative people as possible. Exactly, exactly. That was an instruction. Minimize time That's an with, instruction. Minimize time with <laughs> minimize time with negative people. Oh man, that one. <laughs> that one. Trees, and within seconds, we can release this like this uh, <laughs> as a way of communicating to people to back off, go away. If 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 only, but you know what works though, Don is, uh, you know, I used to work um, in a call center. All right, yeah. And, and I know you're learning all this stuff about me. I, <laughs> all these minimal jobs. Another, <laughs> another, another, another story of a rich guy trying to. No, 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 no. You gotta no. go. You gotta have a job. Here's, here's your, so, your fifteen hundred dollar a week allowance. Now go yeah. work in that call. Uh huh. Uh huh. I, I, I wish Elizabeth was on his call today because she came from a call center too. So I think she'll get it. So, so. When you work in a call center, you hear negative negativity almost ninety nine point nine percent of your day. <laughs> that's that's all you hear. Uh -oh. People uh -oh. lodge a call in a call center to complain, right? And yeah. uh -oh. and day out, and you know after a while it gets to you. It it gets to you, but you still need to be professional. You still need to to help the customer. All right. And um, I, I don't know if you guys remember. Well, I'm sure you do. But 
you have a phone, right? You remember a phone on your desk? Remember that? <laughs> With a cord, remember that? <laughs> With a dial? <laughs> so, yeah. So when, when a rotary phone rings, even rotary exactly exactly tin cans in your case Barry two cans connected yeah, by yeah, a string yeah <laughs> string I, I I had that Alex you mentioned that I had that I actually grew up my brother was four years older than me and we had the whole string walkie-talkie with the cans and the string. Oh yeah, and and we li- we lived in a, a, a neighborhood where we had these big four-family flat buildings, and <laughs> yeah. so you could go out on the porch from one to the other, and you could actually st- somehow stretch the string <laughs> all the way to the other place. Anyway, we won't go. We won't go into that. I need to right. mention again. Before your iPhone, Barry, you had a can phone. Before your iPhone. I had a can phone six. Can phone six. (laughs) With all the extra features. Yeah, Yeah, with all the extra features. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, that's a fascinating. That whole negative thing is is, is a very interesting thing. It is. So you're talking to negative people all day. But the thing is, when they call, you're looking at your phone, you're looking down at the phone, right? So you can pick it up and you see your the lights blinking or whatever. And then you, you, normally you would keep your eyes like on the phone as you're talking. And then as you talk to negative people, you, you would just get dragged down lower and lower. And, you know, pretty soon at the end of the day, you're like spent. right? But oh, man. one day I was talking to um someone maybe my boss or something and he's saying you know alex a good way to keep your spirits up is to look up when you're talking on the phone i said what yeah he says look up when you're talking to the phone just just tilt your chair back and look up to the ceiling when you're talking on the phone he says what he says yeah because when you look up your body sends these signals saying that things are looking up things are more positive okay and then when you master that he says look up and smile when you're talking on the phone i said what he says try it so you know next batch of calls come in and i i, I tell myself okay, I'm, I'm gonna lean back in my chair and I just look up okay i look like an idiot because everyone else all the other operators were looking down and i'm looking up and i said you know hello how can i help you whatever whatever listening to them and then they're complaining about this and that and then and then i'm I'm looking up and i and sure enough i felt more positive and i started to smile when i talk and it you know by golly it works you know (laughs) you you can deal with negative people all day but if you have an up and up perspective it really helps you and it helps them because they feel that you know, you're listening. They feel that your smile. Believe it or not, when you're smiling, they feel your smile. I thought, no, that can't be. So one time, one time, I I thought, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna test this. Okay, I'm gonna smile through this whole conversation. All right. And then the customers complaining. I was helping them, and then I said, did. By the way, I have a question to ask you, and and you go, what's that? And this is after you help them, right? And then I, I wanted to ask. It's kind of weird. You know, but did you did you feel like I was? Did you sense that I was like smiling on the call? He says, y- you know what? Now that I think about it, I didn't know you were smiling, but 
I, I felt that you, you were looking up. <laughs> So I said, sure enough, it worked. It worked. So now in my company, you know, I tell my, my customer resource, uh, customer service people, look up. Look up and smile when you talk to people because they can really feel it. They can tell. Just like trees. Wow. You know? <laughs> they can tell. Just like trees. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Is that worth? Will that work in a dating situation also? Like, uh, like, like that, match.com or something? Or? Look up, Barry. Just, just keep your head up. Are <laughs> <laughs> you trying to make a match? Well, I like that. Like on the first date with somebody, just look up, look up instead of looking at them. This is how we're all so different. Hear how positive Barry is. And meanwhile, I'm thinking about my last date where I might just go into green burial and become a tree. Oh, no. Oh, no. That's not looking up. (laughs) It's rising up. That's rising up. Oh, man. Well, well, that's that's. That's really cool. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna try that. I'm gonna try that. Next time I talk to Patty Austin, I'm gonna try that. Oh, Barry, you're always doing it. I know you're lying in bed when you're talking on the phone, so you're always looking up. That's why you're so positive. I am. I'm always looking at you. I'm always looking at up at the ceiling. You're right. Oh my goodness. That's why you're such That's a positive true. coach and mentor to people. Well, you know, it's funny. If you, again, back to, if you know, it goes back to way, all the way back to the forgiveness thing. The more you know about why someone is the way they are, the the easier it is to have a positive attitude towards them because you can, you can connect and connect the neg- neg- negativity to uh, something other than, you know, that yourself, you know, that you know that they are, they have a condition. They've been conditioned to be this way, and uh, it can. I, I've uh, found that it's helpful, and you can even help people by not embracing the negativity that's coming coming at you. Just kind of basically what you're talking about, Alex. You know. Uh, you know, if you can, it's all ex- from experience. Again, the more experience you get, I mean, look at look at Dawn. She's about ready to become a damn tree. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I had hopes for. I had hopes for her. You become a two hundred year old oak. <laughs> <laughs> Let's let's do one more instruction, and then we gotta wrap this week's episode up. Uh, I like say thank you many times per day. That is also very um, soothing, makes you feel good. Um, it's contagious. So I'll end with that one. Thank you to you both, and thanks to everyone who's listening. That was oh, nice. wow. one, by the way. <laughs> and it's so timely too because we're coming off of Thanksgiving. I like that one. Right. Yes. Um, you know, 
we used to teach please and thank you, right? That used to be a thing. I don't know how it is with kids nowadays, but here I am. <laughs> Those darn kids, whatever. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but back in my wow. day, you know, please and thank you, that was like part of the vocabulary, right? Yeah. Oh, man. Um, wow. But, you, you know, this this whole movement about um, mindfulness, a big part of that is saying, I am grateful for this, I am grateful for that. But really, that's a code word for thank you, right? Right. So it makes a lot of sense. Well, I, I like the I, I like the one don't play the blame game. Oh yeah. Uh, and it also, in a strange way, connects to being thankful because saying thanks in a way because you know we're 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 conditioned again. It's that word conditioned. We're conditioned to project blame. Uh, as opposed to uh, looking at ourselves or looking broader to a situation beyond blame in mm-hmm. terms of what, what, we, what we can learn, what we can be thankful for that we learned from someone or someone in a situation where we would, you know, normally we might just throw out some blame. And uh, I think, again, from a mentoring situation, it's in terms of this, this next generation, you know, I mean, it is, I mean, with Twitter and all these other different, again, back to social media, yeah. there's, yeah. The, we, we live in a society of blaming others, not looking at ourselves and being thankful in a way for situations that you know, didn't necessarily turn out that great when they happened, but we learned, we learned something. It's kind of like a self-mentoring thing in a way that we, yeah, we learned something from. Well, well, that's the thing, right? I mean, um, you're, you're a sports star. You're a, a big athlete and, um, I have, I have a Wikipedia. You're, you know. <laughs> you're our wiki dude. <laughs> <laughs> You know, <laughs> so so, so you, you you played games, you've won games, you've lost games, right? Um, uh-huh. I just can't imagine um, being in sports like that and being on a basketball team, and every time you lose a game, blaming coach or blaming your teammates, right? <laughs> Can you imagine how oh, would you, how would you it, get on? It's, uh, it's where it's where blame is rampant. Because, because it, it, in sports, there's only two things that happen: winning or losing. And uh, the, the whole thing with blame happens automatically. You know, the coach, the coach blames the players, or or, or himself, or herself, or uh, blame runs rampant. And that is the, the another another learning experience uh, in, in, from sports is is uh, don't blame others and don't blame yourself. 
don't take, don't look at the, you know, to be able to uh, mentor someone in in that area of just looking at the things you do as an experience without so much of the pressure mm-hmm. of did I win or did I lose? Because those are absolutes. You know, it's like I won. Uh, oh, no. I won, so I feel good. I lost, so I feel bad. And, of course, since you brought up sports, my problem, Alex, was when I won, I felt bad for the team that lost. Oh, really? Yeah. You were one of those winners. <laughs> and and, and uh, I, I, because I understood both sides yeah. of it. I understood both sides because I knew how bad I felt when I lost. I would, when I was in high school, I'd just come home and go to my room, close the door. I didn't want to talk to anybody because I felt so bad. I blamed myself for, uh, for our team. It was just a natural thing where if you if you don't win, you will blame you have it has to be blamed. And I just you know, my goodness, to be able to help someone to to not looking at the absolutes of a situation, how it appears, either from a winning or a losing point of view. I mean, God, that's a uh that's something that I tried to do with uh, with my daughter for sure um, as she was growing up. And that's what kept you humble and kind, Barry. That's that's my last bit humble, of instruction. Humble and kind. <laughs> humble, be and humble and kind. Be kind. Yes. Be absolutely. humble. Be humble. Absolutely. Even if you're a wiki stud like you are, you're still very humble and kind. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you have? Do you, do you have a copy of my Wikipedia? Do you and Don have? Wait, did I say you were humble? Did I, did I say you were humble? <laughs> Don, have you Don, have you have you read my Wikipedia? It's shrinking. It's shrinking, by the way. I've carved it in stone for you. Oh, Don, you're so kind to say that. You are very kind to say that. <laughs> you know me. You've known me a long time. Why don't you add some some stuff to my Wikipedia from the early days of how cool I was? You know, like <laughs> all of that. Don Wikipedia page. Please, please, Don. Barry, you gotta make me retract that instruction. Be humble and kind. That I I I told the buff to. <laughs> that, the the uh, so that's a song, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and oh it's very. Didn't Miley Cyrus do that one? I think. Her, <laughs> Tim McGraw. Tim yeah. McGraw. Yeah. Tim, is that Tim McGraw? Wow. Tim McGraw. Yep. Good Lord. All right. Wow. I think we're wrapping up this week's episode. If that you enjoy what uh, yeah. we talk about, be sure that you subscribe. That really will help us and spread the word. We also have a YouTube channel and a website. All that is in the notes below. Don and Barry, I am grateful for you as always, as friends and as accomplices in in our crimes. And <laughs> here, Alex, we 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 we, uh, we get mentored. We get mentored by you every week. We don't. We'll never give you really credit that you deserve, but we do. 
we do appreciate it somewhere within ourselves, right, Dawn? <laughs> See, Barry, you and I have to end this uh, to a message to, to Alex. Are you ready? Before we sleep, we have to ask ourselves who we need to forgive our today. And we need to forgive, uh, ask Alex for forgiveness so we, because we didn't do our homework. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> talk about well alex is so patient with us we don't with our lack of tech skills and all kinds of homework well i lost my homework <laughs> it's well, tonight before we go to I sleep lost. we have to send our alex prayer out alex, <laughs> prayer out. I, it's, it's okay guys paper was it what was it, was it today that we were supposed to have? Was it today? Was it today we were supposed to have? Well, our, our, our my shoulder song will be, How Have We Failed You Lately? <laughs> it's, it's, it's okay. Instruction number, number 51 is, it's okay to have a good cry. That's, oh, good. that's what I do. <laughs> oh, man. And... Uh, Yes, next week I'll have my microphone all set up, Alex. Uh, I'll be ready to go. I've got a week to do it. There we you go. got a week, and Don also sent out her instructions for next week. So we need to prepare no, with our questions. Next week. Don did? Oh, whoa, okay. Hey, you well, before you go to bed, you have to beg Don too. <laughs> oh, God. Come on, Barry. Oh, this is exciting. All right. I I I really don't know. Well, this is great, guys. So well, thank you. Have a safe day. Have a safe Thank you and have a great you weekend. Too. Have a safe day as well. Be All right. safe. Go 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 Niners for you, Alex. Uh yes. Well, whatever's left of the season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And go Warriors without Clay. Wow. Okay. Oof. Oof. You know. You know what? You'll be. You'll be okay. You'll be okay. What did that guy do to deserve that? I mean, he was such a good guy. He is such a good guy. What did he do to deserve that? Maybe his body just needs to rest, Alex. You know the thing is, he's never gotten. He didn't. He never gets hurt. He's like Teflon. And then all of a sudden, two major injuries in a row. I know. Well, Don, are you aware of all this? I have no idea what you guys are talking about. I know. Alex, we'll talk we'll talk later. Right. <laughs> see you guys later. See you guys later. Oh, see you. Say hi to your mom. Okay, thanks. I will. <laughs>